What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, Locked on Dolphins. Today is Friday, November 11th, and we have to talk about the game plan needed to defeat the Cleveland Browns in Week 10 as the Dolphins get ready to head into their bye week next week. We get a one-game season, according to Coach McDaniel, and here's what I think the Dolphins need to do. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, Locked on Dolphins. Your team every day here on the Locked on Network. Today is Friday, November 11th. If you're uninitiated with Locked on Dolphins, welcome to the show. I'm a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan. I'm the co-founder of thedraftnetwork.com. And uh, I love Fridays during the season. I love getting into... Uh, specifics of things that I would like to see strategically from the team throughout the course of the game. We had a chance the last couple of days to watch the Cleveland Browns. I, I think it's very easy to forget in the midst of uh, the absence of Deshaun Watson from this team. They are scoring 25 points per game. That is the seventh highest total in the NFL this season. But I think if you look at the stylistic performance of the Cleveland Browns, I think if you look at the strengths of both rosters, there's a pathway here that I think the Dolphins can uh, manage to put an exclamation point uh, on their first 10 games and win their seventh game of the season and go into the bye week at 7-10, and 10, poised to uh, make some noise down the stretch. Um, and you could you could say they're probably poised to make some noise down the stretch regardless, but uh, this, this is an exclamation point type of game for the Miami Dolphins. And as I... Think about Cleveland. They're a team that obviously runs the ball very, very effectively between Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, but here's, I think, what you can expect from the Cleveland Browns passing game because it's what we've gotten from a lot of opposing quarterbacks in recent weeks. There's, there's this whole discussion around the pass rush and lack of sacks and pressures and why pressures are overrated. But the last four quarterbacks that the Dolphins have faced, opposing quarterbacks are getting the ball out significantly, statistically speaking, significantly faster than their complete season sample size when they play the Dolphins. And the Dolphins have had 314 pass attempts against them thus far this season through nine games. 314. And all but, or only 95 of those 314 pass attempts are being attempted beyond further than 10 yards downfield. And on those, the Dolphins are conceding about a 42% completion percentage on pass attempts, air yards, further than 10 yards downfield this season against next-gen stats. It's about 78% inside of 10 yards. And quarterbacks, if they're taking three-quarters of their pass attempts inside 10 yards and they're completing at 80%, and the Dolphins are playing more zone, and they're getting the ball out faster, it's, it's mathematically harder to finish those plays in sacks. Now, it makes the opportunities that you get it from a pass rush perspective all that much more important, but the Browns are going to be a team that runs the ball. They're going to come out. They're going to play a lot of 12 and 13 personnel. They're going to provide you with a large blocking surface and get you in base defense. They're going to run the ball. They're going to run wide zone. And then they're also going to run quick game off of that. And then their shot plays are going to be play action pass back to the defense. Be prepared for a lot of quick game. 
I'm putting Xavier Howard on Amari Cooper, and I'm probably going to shade Javon Holland to that side. I'm playing more man coverage this week than I have all season long because I think you can handle David Bell and Donovan Peoples-Jones and these other wide receivers. We'll see if David Njoku is capable of going, but if he's not, it's a huge win for the Dolphins because that's the middle of the field receiver that probably scares you the most that the Browns would not have. If you do, we got to put Eric Rowe on him. But I'm putting Xavier Howard, I'm putting good on good, and I'm putting Xavier Howard on Amari Cooper, and Xavier, you're going to have to play a good game. But I'm playing man coverage. And I'm playing heavy box counts, and I'm trying to crowd more at the line of scrimmage to disrupt the free access that opposing teams have been so frequently tapping into in recent weeks against the Dolphins. From a personnel standpoint, we saw the, the, the Dolphins play a lot of man coverage against uh, the Bears, but they didn't always play on the line of scrimmage. And that yielded the, the free access on the, the slot fade to Darnell Mooney in the red zone. Uh, and it yielded a lot of stuff in the flats, on the rollouts. Jacoby Brissett, I mean, they'll roll him out, but he's not just in fields. He's not a threat to run the football. So I'm playing man coverage. I'm not afraid to turn my back to the quarterback. I'm playing plus one in the box. And I'm trusting my corners in this game to take away the quick stuff, force them to look to hold the ball and push it down the field. We have to play more complementary football defensively. And everyone would see the pass rush show up and make a big splash. Okay, well, yeah. yeah I mean, you, you need more than uh, 30% of your pass attempts going further than 10 yards downfield. Not even like 20 yards downfield. 10 yards downfield. And the completion percentage is 42%. And opposing quarterbacks have five touchdown passes and four interceptions on pass attempts, air yards further than 10 yards downfield, according to next-gen stats, this season against the Dolphins. We got to take away the easier stuff. I think the matchups, you can do it. You got to shade to Amari Cooper and acknowledge his excellence as a route runner. Xavier Howard has to play a good game. But that would be my plan. And I think if the front seven does exactly what they did against the Bears, you're going to be in pretty good shape defending the run. Now, the Browns are going to get theirs. That's just kind of always the way it goes. From a rushing yards perspective, uh, they have been held under 170 yards twice this season in eight games. The Patriots held them to 70. And the Ravens held them to 113. Well, how'd the Patriots do it? Well, they turned them over four times. That helps. But the Patriots also jumped on them. This was, this was a 17-6 a to six game, five minutes into the second half, and then it was 24-6. to six. So your, your dream here, if you're the Dolphins, is we want to get up quickly. Can we get another special teams big play? Can we get a couple scores, get a stop, force a punt, and go up two scores early in the game? tested their ability to stay patient and run the football. Because if they get one-dimensional, if they have to chase this script with Jacoby Brissett and these receivers, this is where you have the opportunity to see that pass rush shine if they are going to be resistant, if, the, if Josh Borden and the defense is going to be resistant to playing more in the face of these receivers. I think we need to see that regardless. But your dream game script is to go up two scores early and stay moving the football. And for the seventh-ranked scoring offense in football, the Browns have uh, the 25th-ranked scoring defense. They are allowing 
25 points per game as well. They've scored 200 points on the season and allowed 199. They have played admirably defensively the last couple weeks. But they still do not have a lot of recipe for turnovers. And I think turnovers is essential. I mean, you, you look at the last three games, the Browns have turned the ball over eight times. The Dolphins have six games out of nine this year where they haven't forced a single turnover. A lot of variables at play here where the, you should have opportunities. But systemically and strategically, defensively, keep the run game plan that you had last week. I thought they handled it really well. Now the Browns are going to they're going to move the ball a little bit more consistently against so you. You're going to have to tackle on the edges effectively. But I'm playing that three man down front with Agba, Sealer, or Wilkins and Davis. And I'm playing Chubb and I'm playing Phillips outside of them to stand up outside contain players and their job is to collapse the edge and turn the run back into the pile. I'm playing more man coverage, I'm playing up in their face. I'm playing aggressive. If you do that, you're going to set yourself up. You're going to have the chance to set yourself up for success, especially if you play complementary football on the offensive side of the ball. That's what I'd love to see, but I think there's important context here. Um, the turnovers, you could say, well, we need more pressure, and well, we need more pressure because we need to play tighter within 10 yards in coverage. Because as I, I've dug through this, and I went back and I did the whole season with next-gen stats and each quarterback's average for the season versus their individual performance against Miami and their average depth of target and what their completions percentage is beyond 10 yards versus inside of 10 yards. And we have to take away the easy throws, the, the quick throws. And Cleveland, you, you see that on tape. A lot of slant, flat, swing, stick, sit routes over top of the ball, stuff that's just back foot. And if they're going to play zone and they're going to play soft, we're going to take the underneath stuff and just stay on schedule. we got to take some of that stuff away this week. These days, every potential new hire feels like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster. And for free, you can add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile and spread the word that you are indeed hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you could quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leaving leading competitors. So make sure you have the right team members at your disposal to finish this year strong. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the quality five candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That is linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. I mentioned a special teams play. So, I didn't just watch offense and defense, but I did indeed watch uh, the, the kicking game for the Browns and looking for some inside edges. Obviously, the uh, Jalen Phillips block punt last week against the Bears was a huge play in that, that game that allowed the Dolphins to come out on top at the end when the clock hit all zeros. I think you could get some inside penetration against this punt team because I saw several close calls near misses for punts. So if the Dolphins go punt safe, 
punt safe means that they leave their defense out there and they just flip out their free safety for a returner, or potentially you go out there and it's Javon Holland that's back returning the punt. I know Cedric Wilson's been doing that a lot lately. Uh, so you probably swap out uh, Xavier Howard for Keon Crossin to make sure that you or or um, Justin Bethel, make sure you've got your proper gunners in. So you might change the secondary as, as far as being coverage players and return player, but your box is largely the same. You have enough height, weight, speed, explosive guys in the front. The Browns appear to play with a fairly small protection team on the punt team. So while Jalen Phillips came inside of the end uh, against Chicago with just a phenomenal pass rush move effectively to get inside and, and get that kick off the top of the punter's foot, I think you can get inside pressure as compared to off the edge this week. And I think you can, the Dolphins have the athletes, I think, to really run through and crowd uh, the, the punter. And that for me is an area that I look at and I kind of have soft circled. And the, the special teams units have not been kind to the Browns this season in general. Um, Cody Bohorquez, the punter, is averaging a strong 47.3 yards per punt. But they've missed a lot of opportunistic kicks. Um, York, York has missed a couple key, like a key extra point against the Jets that cost him a football game. So we all know, and Danny Crossman, the Dolphin special teams coordinator really didn't pull punches this week when he was asked about the missed Jason Sanders kick. He says, it's, it's a miss. It's a miss. You can't have, you have to hit 29 yard field goals. You cannot miss that kick. And he's right, and we all know he's right, and whether there was wind or not wind or whatever. Um, this is an, the, the special teams is a critical component because we've talked about Brown's defense gives up a lot of points, but they themselves score quite a bit, and they have the potential to really possess the ball. And that's happened to the Dolphins a couple of times this year where you look up, and it's the beginning of the second quarter, and the Dolphins have had one possession. It happened in the Patriots game, happened in the Bills game, Happened in the uh, Ravens game. Happened in the, uh, there was at least one more uh, this past week against Chicago. So stealing a possession or stealing points when it, when the Browns are in a scoring position or, or when you are in scoring position, making sure that, that that net exchange in the kicking game on special teams uh, comes out in your favor is really big. And I think there is an opportunity this week for the Dolphins to block a punt. I'd love to see them get aggressive early and come after a couple when they force their first couple of stops. Um, offensively, I think it's a really interesting matchup this week. It, it looks like uh, Denzel Ward is going to be back for the Browns, uh, but Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa is up in the air. Uh, he would be a big loss for the Browns. He's a really athletic, dynamic player. He played at Notre Dame. He was a second round pick. And when he played at Notre Dame, he played on the hash mark and he was kind of a defensive back linebacker hybrid type. Well, now he's playing true backer and uh, he, he's come a long way as far as being able to fit the run, but he's still a smaller player and where he really shines is in space. And when you think about the Browns are coming out of the bye. Right. So they, they've had an extra week to look at this Dolphins offense and ask themselves the theoretical question of how do we handle RPO and speed 
simultaneously. And they're going to have to try to take away throws over the middle of the field because it's where Miami has had so much success in. But uh, as Jeff Lloyd mentioned yesterday on Crossover Thursday, they're down several um, higher-ups in the linebacker room, whether it's uh, Jacob Phillips or Anthony Walker, who's a really good player, a really good run defender. Uh, but you're looking at Sion Takitaki, Deion Jones uh, might – not have a big impact, but he will have a big impact if, if Ousu Koromoa can't play. Testing their discipline is going to be huge. And are the Browns going to rely on Grant Delpit to roll down and play a robber role down south and, and play low? Are they going to ask the linebackers to do it? Is Koromoa going to play but be 100%? I don't know. But um, one thing that I know I would not do this week I would not run the naked game as much as the Dolphins have ran it the past couple of weeks. And of course, naked nakeds are when you're, you're rolling out um, away from protection, right? So quarterback, ball fake, turn, roll outside the pocket, roll away from your protection, um, which puts the quarterback potentially in some cases on an island against the end man on the line of scrimmage if they step down to flow with the run and then they peel back outside and they try and uh, chase down the quarterback. My ball fakes this week, if I'm Miami, is much more gun, wide zone, and inside zone. I know there's a lot of impact and a lot of value to the turn your back to the defense ball fakes and then rolling away from that because it really sells the run. But I would be a little bit more traditional RPO and a little bit less under center rollouts this week just because of the presence of Miles Garrett. Now, if you want to get into him later in the game, by all means. But let's hold off on the opening script until we kind of get a get a feel for where Garrett is at and how aggressive they're going to play the edge. Um, that for me is a, a, a big question mark that I need answered before I have the confidence to start calling nakeds and getting to a tongue of Aloha out outside the pocket without protection in front of him. So Garrett's obviously going to be a huge task. Uh, here's hoping Teron Armstead and whoever plays right tackle uh, is up to the task. I'd like to think it'll still be Brandon Shell. I know Shell played his worst game of the season this past week against Chicago. Uh, and if the Dolphins are looking for an excuse to make that change, that might be the push they need. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, regardless of who it is, I strategically would stay away from those plays in the book until I get a better feel for how aggressive the ends are going to be in flying up the field versus flowing down uh, with the run action. So uh, that's one thing in particular that I'm, I'm particularly interested in the Dolphins hopefully doing to make sure they're setting themselves up for success and not putting Tua Tagovailoa out there in space uh, without the protection that he needs uh, to – Stay upright and make smart decisions with the football. If you have thought about securing your home with home security, but if you've been putting it off, please do me a favor and listen up. Right now, Locked On Dolphins listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you don't want to miss it. Oh. What I love about Simply Safe is the way that they have the app set up, if I'm being honest, because you can tap into the cameras within your home, whether you are home or not home, to see what's going on at any given point in time with just a few pushes on your phone, uh, live HD streams. Uh, you can check the, the status of the sensors, 
or anything else that's set up as a part of the Simply Safe home security system. Uh, for the third year in a row, they were named the best home security system in 2022 by U.S. News and World Report. Um, Simply Safe is whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door of your home. HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alerts you only when the threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats for your home. And again, you can get those updates whether you are in a room in your house or out on the road with just a few pushes on your smartphone. Do not miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I would recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL today. This is their biggest discount of the year. So please do not wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL because there is no safe like Simply Safe. In short, um, offensively, the Browns are a team who they're not they're not just conceding a lot of points, right? They are pretty Jekyll and Hyde against the run. They are not a team that has shown a lot of ball hawking ability. Um, they have forced at least one turnover in seven of their eight games. Uh, they did not force a turnover against the Chargers, which they lost by two points. But of the seven games that they forced at least eight, one turnover, six of those seven was only one turnover. So as I'm mindful of that, they're plus four in turnover differential. Or they're plus four, minus four. Kyle does math. Uh, minus four for the season on turnover differential. The Dolphins are minus three. That is an area where we, law of averages here, need to make sure that we continue our strong trend of protecting the football. The last three games, the Dolphins have turned the ball over once. In the three games that Tua Tungavaloa missed, you had a total of seven turnovers in those two and a half games. And in the six games that Tua Tungavaloa has started and finished, the Dolphins have turned the ball over three foot, three times. You could talk about dropped interceptions or turnover-worthy throws or this, that, and the other thing. How about a strip defensively against the Browns? How about somebody punches a football out? Run hard, protect the rock. You got Mostert. You, you got Jeff Wilson, who made a strong first impression. Um, I think they're, the turnover differential, or the, the, the turnover battle will be key, but I look at the trends, and Cleveland not being a team that is persistently creating turnovers bodes well with Miami's trends of a half a turnover per game in games that Tua Tungaloa starts and finishes. Can you turn the Browns over? Well, they've been giving it over eight in the last three games. There's times the Chargers ran the ball all over for 237 yards. The Falcons ran for 202. The Ravens ran for 160. The Bengals, last, the last time the Browns played, ran for 36. Well, the Browns got up on top of them like crazy and, and pinned them down, and game scripts are really important. Panthers ran for 54. The Jets ran for 93. Patriots ran for 98. The Patriots also passed for 301. And won by 23 points. It's turnovers, special teams, execution, 
two-minute offense. But again, uh, I, I think this game plan can look pretty similar to what it did last week, if we're being honest. The, the, the Dolphins blitzed at a higher rate and played more main coverage than they had all season long against the Bears. Justin Fields just made you look silly on the handful of opportunities that you had to pin him down. And Fields got the ball out in under 2.4 seconds, and coming into the game, he was over three seconds per throw on average. They took a lot of perimeter stuff, a lot of quick hitters. Okay, so if you're going to play man, just go ahead and get up in these guys' face. This is a week I think you can try that. And you have the trust in your offense that if you give up a couple explosive plays, because that's been the, the big resistant for Miami is, is giving up explosive plays uh, because they got bit early in the season against Baltimore with exactly that. If you're resistant to that, you at least trust your offense to be able to come out and make some explosive scores of their or explosive plays and score points of their own. Uh, Justin Fields, 61 yard rush, Dalvin cook, 53 yard rush. T. Higgins, 59-yard pass. Lamar Jackson, 79-yard run. Rashad Bateman, 75-yard reception. Uh, those are the explosive scores the Dolphins have given up this season. I mean, you, you love the fact that the last, what, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Chicago, you gave up one. Let's get a little aggressive. This is the luxury of having a more potent offense, right, is you can play more complementary football. So if you give up an explosive score, you're going to trust them to go out and get it back. But I think the big thing is taking some of the air out of those shallow routes for the Browns because they're going to nickel and dime you, nickel and dime you, nickel and dime you, and they're going to play action and try and take a shot on you. I think a lot of defensively what you did against the Bears will translate, and you have less of the dynamics that allow the Bears to pop you a couple times uh, with big runs or th third and long conversions, all that kind of stuff. And offensively, just keep doing what you're doing. I think it, there, there's going to be some stuff that's there. I'd probably be a little close to the vest uh, early on, but I'd still look to throw over the middle of the field. Maybe throw a tendency breaker out there and, and run an outbreaking route. We saw the Tyreek Hill run a 20-yard deep out versus cover three with outside leverage, and he got there with ease against Detroit or against Chicago. So a um, couple tendency breakers on the opening script. Let's try and go down, score a touchdown. Again, get a couple scores early on. Try and get out to a two-score two lead and really test Cleveland's willingness to run the ball from a deficit. That's the pathway. There's more ways to do it, but that for me is the most straightforward kind of bare bones of strategy that I would take into this football game. We'll see what the Dolphins do. Fins up. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. I'll talk with you guys on Sunday night after the game. Let's go get number seven. Thanks for checking out Locked On Dolphins and enjoy your weekend.